Hi, and welcome to the Sailorville Church Podcast. My name is Abe Miller, along with my good friend, Jason Jackson. Hey, everybody. We are friends, aren't we, Abe? We go way back. We go way back. It's yep. good. To, it's been a while since we've done one of these. I know. So that's it's good. I'm excited. I love this passage in James. I'm excited to get going on this. And uh, we actually were going to have somebody else in here, but they got sick. So. Yeah. Is it okay with you if it's just you and I? <laughs> just you and me. Okay. <laughs> Going back and forth. <laughs> so yeah, why don't you why don't you give us a quick update on the passage, where we're at in James, what's going on? Sure. So we're in the series called Keeping It Real. And uh, really we're walking verse by verse, par- paragraph by paragraph through the book of James, and we're uh, just sort of wrapping up the middle of James chapter one right now. And uh, our passage from this last weekend that I had the privilege of being able to s- uh, teach about was James chapter 1, 19 through 21. We looked a little bit at the context there, and it seems to all connect back to how we receive and then respond to the Word of God. And so James says, you know, uh, very, very practically, he says there are five ways to receive, to prepare to receive God's Word, and then to be able to respond appropriately, all in this context of testing and trials and temptation. And uh, they're all very simple things to say, but more difficult to do. So it was a great passage for me to study personally. I learned a ton of new things um, and uh, really realized that there are some things that I need to change in my own approach to God's Word um, before I even, you know, preach or teach or try to help anybody else figure it out. So that's always good when God does that in, in the speaker yeah. In the life of the speaker, yeah. the heart of the speaker. It was very real for me. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciated it. It was very, it was very practical. I mean, all, all the points came right out of the passage, which obviously makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. I think the, for me, and I, I've heard other people say this, I don't know if you've gotten this feedback too, but like you look at this passage and it's a lot of times it's personal interactions, right? It's, yeah. it's you and me and like, yeah my spouse or my yep. kids be, you know, be quick to listen and slow mm-hmm. to be angry and all these things, you know, but to look at it from a per- perspective of before I, like, before I meet with the Lord and as I'm meeting with the Lord, like, that was like a new perspective to me. Have yeah. you heard that from other people? Yes. Uh, a couple people after each of the services came up and mentioned that. And honestly, it was brand, in fact, you and I actually talked about it last week as I was starting to study this. And I said, man, a lot of people really connect this back to our approach to God's word. And I've just never heard that. And so we kind of kicked that around, didn't yeah. we, Abe? Um, yeah. So, and I think there's probably, it's a little bit of a both and, right? The rest of scripture affirms be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to be angry. So we don't need this passage to tell us how to how to interact socially on those things. Be quick to, you know, hear, slow to speak, those types of things. But this passage seems to be not primarily geared towards how we act around each other or towards each other, um, but how we interact with God's word, the truth. And, you know, verse 18 talks about how we've been brought forth by the word, uh, the word of truth, that's, I think, in salvation. Uh, verse 21 in this passage says, Receive with meekness the implanted word. So you've got the word of God in verse 18, the word of God in verse 21. And then the very next passage, uh, 22 and following, is all about how we respond to the word of God. So there seemed to be a really close connection between these commands or imperatives that James gives us and the Word of God. So what are those? They are, how do we approach, how do we receive um, the truth? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we've been in ministry, and we've both been in youth ministry, and it seems like, and you mentioned this, but the you've got, you have some people who just, they can't get enough of God's Word. They mm-hmm. love it every morning. Oh my goodness, it's it's amazing. I can't spend enough time, you know, just me and Jesus and my coffee, and it's it's the best thing ever. And then you've got other people who are believers, who are Christians, who are, are saying, like what you're saying, what you said in the message, you know, it's... I feel like I'm not hearing from God. I feel like it's distant. I feel like it's dry. I feel like it's just a burden. It's uh, like, what's going on there? I mean, why, why is there? I mean, it's God's word. It's powerful. We're believers. And there's just these two completely opposite responses yeah. to those two things. There's probably a million different things happening there. So I don't want to give a formula and I don't want to give like one blanket state uh, a response to what you know what's happening in someone's heart my own heart when i walk away from my bible reading and say eh, okay um there's a lot of things probably going on i i i think there may be three big categories of people that read god's word and walk away and say boy that just didn't really hit me one is somebody that's not a believer and so they read God's word and the, the Holy Spirit just is not illuminating that there's no connection to their life because they are spiritually blind and so they read the words of God, but it's not the word of God. You, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a book. It's a textbook, maybe, or it's a historical book, or maybe they do believe that there's some great moral teaching in it, but it's just moral teaching. It's not a book full of the actual word of God that is um, that 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 is the truth that I need to change my life on. So that's the one category of person that walks away and says, "Meh, not for me. Unsaved." The other category might be somebody that grew up in the church or grew up in a Christian family or that has, you know, done the Bible reading plan every day of their lives since they could read or, or whatever. And for them, it's just a thing that they do. It's just a routine. It's just a checkbox. And they might not even say it like that, but it's just a little bit, they've just become a little bit callous, honestly. And I think that speaks to people even like us, Abe, like in, in ministry. I mean, the Bible can become a little bit of a manual, a textbook, yeah. a <clears throat> policy. You know, well, what does the Bible say? Well, we need to ask that, but it has to be, what is the Bible doing in our lives? You know, it's the it's the the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's alive, and it's got to change the way we do things. So I think when we get into this, like, ho-hum, I read the Bible every day, uh, sometimes it's because we've just grown up that way and maybe it's not able to make the difference in our lives because we don't see it as something that can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And then the other person maybe, and these are broad categories is somebody that is a believer that loves God's word, but there's, there's sin in their life. They're keeping, you know, we use the vacuum illustration, which is kind of silly, yeah. but they're keeping the dust in the vacuum and it can't, the word of God can't do what it's supposed to do because my life is, I'm still, because I'm still holding on to sin. Well, God can't bless sin, right? He can't bless sin in a church, sin in a marriage, sin in a in a in a life. And if I'm holding on to sin and I'm walking away from my Bible reading saying, "Boy, that didn't really hit me," it's probably because I've got sin in my life. Mm-hmm. So those are broad, and that's maybe not everybody, but I think most people might find themselves in one of those categories when they walk away and say, "Meh, didn't really do anything." Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, that's good. Um, when you when you look at the five, the five things, so they were quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, put away sin, and welcome the truth. Like what, what ones resonated with yeah, you? Yeah, I knew you're going to ask this personally. Sort of stuff. No, I, no, I want to ask you which one resonates with you. 
I'm running this, so I, I get to ask you. I think I already admitted it, right? <laughs> I mean, I told the whole for those st- <laughs> the, For those who didn't get to hear the message, why don't you uh, share? Here's what kind of a friend you are. You could have told me the one that I struggle with before I even preached. Oh, on I laughed something. out loud when you talked about. I'm the, sure you did. <laughs> about the <laughs> speaking one, I'm sure you slow did. to speak. And here's what kind of a friend I am. I knew you were going to ask me that question <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with all of them. Yeah. I know that's the lame yeah. answer, right? But I, I really do. And every single one of these, I, I don't, I, I don't like to listen, right? So I open up the Bible, and I'm not sure I even want to hear from God. To tell you the truth, mm. sometimes, yeah. right? And then I do. I find myself interrupting God all the time, whether it's my thoughts or off on some other thing. And I'm, I've got the Bible open and my phone's next to me. And I do this every once in a while. The Bible's open and I pick up my phone and I'm reading an email or something. And the, the Bible's literally on my lap and I've got my phone in front of me. Yeah. Like, what? Yep. That's interrupting. That's speaking, right? That's my thoughts, my words. Um, slow to anger. I, I hold on to stuff and I don't want to do the. I don't want to do what the uncomfortable truths of the Bible are telling me to do. I just want to excuse it. I want to justify it. I want to rationalize it. I want to say, yes, but what about, okay, the Bible's great for everybody else, but what about for me? I mean, that's not my situation, right? And then the confessing and repenting of sin, yeah, I, I hold on to stuff too. I've got I've to really work on that. And then sort of all of those come together to inviting eagerly the Word of God into my life. I'm not sure I do that well all the time either. Mm. Just really asking, God, get that seed of the truth into my life and let it do its work and make my heart good soil that's a, a, an appropriate environment for the Word of God to grow in and you know to bear fruit and all the rest of that. So, But we joked around. I mean, I, I'm a talker, speaker. That's the one I probably have to catch myself on the most. Just close your mouth. I had a friend tell me after the message, he said, I, um, during conversations, sometimes I wrote, I write myself a little note that says W A I T wait, why am I talking? I thought Mm. that's really good. I I need to, why am I talking right now? Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead since I'm, you know, since That's my fair. struggle is speaking so much <laughs> and I've had the majority of the airtime so far, why don't you tell us? <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. No, I appreciate your feedback and your transparency. And and, I, and even in the message, I thought, you know, that was good. I think people, you know, especially pastors, you know, like, oh, you guys just must have this amazing time and it's always so amazing. And, oh, you just get to read the Bible every day for hours and hours and sit with Jesus, Was it, which is not reality. I no. mean, with what we do, and no. um, but it was interesting because the the slow to speak one, like I would, I would on some levels like pride myself of like, well, I'm not, a, I'm not a talker, I'm not a verbal processor, I'm an internalizer. But the thing that convicted me was, I may not be speaking outwardly, but inwardly, I have, mm. I'm very distracted. I'm very, there's lots of voices. There's lots of communicating going on in my head, even though I may not verbalize it like you would maybe verbalize it. So that was, yes, we've made that clear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, everybody knows that. that. That would, that was convicting to me. You're talking about like in meetings or conversations with your wife or. No, I'm talking. Or you're talking like when you read the Bible. When I'm in. Yeah, I got yeah, you. When I'm reading it, the distracted, yeah. the distracted part. Like, so I was even sharing this with our community group this morning with uh. the guys I'm with. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm an achiever. I have my to-do list. I want to get stuff done. So even in that time when I'm with the Lord, I'm mm. thinking of. 
okay, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to go to the next thing. And I got that meeting and I've got people to talk to and I've got emails to send. And I'm like, right, like the list is going and, and it's like, I have to, I have to stop that. I have to, okay, that stuff will wait. Like I need to be quiet and before the Lord and, and, and calm my, my heart and my mind and not let it run wild because it's, which, you know, we hear that from people all the time, you know, just distracted and I got stuff going on and I'm, I read three verses and I don't even know what I read. Mm-hmm. You got to go back and read it again, you know, cause you're thinking about everything that's coming. I think I, at times I can get into this habit of thinking about my, my time with the Lord as another meeting or another task, right? If I, if I can, I've got a whole bunch of meetings or I've got a whole bunch of conversation or I've got a whole bunch of things to do today. This is one of those things. And it may be the first thing that I do, right? But I've got to get this done so that I can get onto the other things. I think about like moms or students or, you know, some of our senior adults, they may have a, they might not have meetings all day or whatever, but they may see it sometimes in a similar way. I've got a list of things that I'm supposed to do today. And this is the first one. And I just cross it off the list and move on. I've had to force myself, and this is just recent, right? This is I'm not like an expert at this, and I'm not trying to pretend like I've been doing this my whole life. It really, this passage was really impacting to me personally. I'm just sitting down on the sp- spot where I usually sit when I read my Bible in the morning, and I'm and I'm literally going through these five practices, and even doing the motions. Like this morning, I'm cupping my hands around my ears, saying "Be quick to hear," and then closing, <laughs> covering my mouth, <laughs> slow to speak. You know, re- un- unclenching my fists, slow to anger, etc. I think just that it's not like mystical or anything like that, but it's it's centering. And I don't mean that to yeah. sound strange, yeah. but it's <gasps> okay. This is something very important. It's not just okay. Hurry up, get your coffee, get your dog next to you, read the Bible, go on with your life. It has to mean more than that. Yeah. Now, not everybody has 30 minutes or not even 15 minutes or five minutes on some days, but we probably have more than we think. Yep. And it's worth just pausing, praying some of these prayers and walking through those practices. And there's more. There's different ones. It's just one that's come out of these passages. Yeah, my son challenged me a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago, but he was he was talking about kind of this whole idea of like just being still before the Lord mm. before we... Before we um, spend time with the Lord. Mm. And he, he, he would sit there and he's like, I sit there, I set my timer for two minutes on my phone with my, oh. uh, with my hands out like this, you know, open, like you were just doing wow. with my hands out and just sit there and, and pray that kind of that, okay, Lord, speak to me. Like, let me be still, let me be quiet. Let me hear from you. Let you may your word speak to my heart, you know? And, and that was challenging to me. I mean, that was good. And, it, and I've, I've tried to, I haven't done it perfectly, but I've tried to have that that heart posture of like even two minutes is like a long time on some, on some level, right? Like yeah. two minutes, that doesn't seem very long. Yeah. Try it. Try to just sit there, just sit there for two minutes, quiet before the Lord and just say, okay, speak to me. What do I need to hear? You know, then there's the confession part of the sin and like all of these things, which would be great. I, would, yeah. I could add that to the process. So. so we prepare for a lot of things, right? We we prepare to go on a trip. We prepare for our jobs. We prepare for meetings. We prepare for our finances. We prepare for our whatevers. And the preparation doesn't seem like a waste of time when we're doing that. In fact, we throw ourselves, mo- most of us, right? Not everybody, but most of us throw ourselves into preparing for something. When it comes to our Bible reading, preparing before we open our Bible seems like a waste of time for some reason. Well, 
what if that's a really important part of it? And not just Bible reading, but I, I'm picturing myself walking into church on a Sunday morning. Yeah, same thing. Thinking, I'm about to hear truth. Lord, help me be slow to speak. Help me to be slow to defend myself when the Word of God steps on my toe. I'm going to community group tonight, right? Somebody's going to say, hey, you, you know, you act this way, or you say that thing, or maybe there's a conference, and mm-hmm. I, I don't... I want to walk into that conversation, potential conversation, with the right sort of approach. Or else it could go really badly. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, the other the other one, which we can talk about all of these on some level, but like the put away sin part, like I think that, that confessing sin, which has been something on my heart that's just, just continue to be convicted by, but it... it yeah, like unconfessed sin or you have sin in your life, like, man, that just messes with my time with the Lord. Like, yeah. there's there's a barrier, there's a there's conflict, there's not peace, it's there's the 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 guilt or whatever, right? That that creeps in there and is like, I'm gonna now I'm supposed to hear from the Lord and I know I've got this, I gotta deal with this. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta I gotta confess this and mm-hmm. um that that's just always which I think obviously would be with everybody, you know. But it is it is a great it is like a great checklist, like daily to go through uh, in a, in a worshipful, humble posture to go through these like five things. Yeah. So we didn't do this um, because I didn't think about it early enough. But I think it'd be cool to have like a bookmark. I know that's old school, right? But a bookmark or a yeah. screenshot yeah. or something, and people could do this at home, obviously, and maybe some already have. Just write these five things down. And maybe the the sample prayers under each of these, mm-hmm. and they're on the website on the sermon questions and other places too. But yep. just to have that like in my Bible, and when I open it, just to walk down through those five practices. And again, the, these aren't the only ones, and there's different ones in other passages. It's just this is what came up in our passage in James. So just to walk down through those five slowly every time you can before you read your Bible or before you walk into church or before you you know you're going to have a confrontational type of conversation. Or when you respond badly, then to go back and say, did I do these things? Was I? Why am I responding this way? Well, maybe because I wasn't actually prepared. Maybe I wasn't ready to receive the truth of God. Maybe, maybe I pulled the welcome mat off my doorstep and said, hey, I see who's out there and I'm not letting you in, you know sort of do some of that self-evaluation afterwards yeah, and then do it differently the next time, of course. Yeah. So the the other one I was wanting to kind of touch base on was the slow to anger one, yeah. you know, and you had talked about like the uncomfortable truths and you listed off, you know, several of those, um, those different, different responses to how you would deal with truths in the Bible and um, what, I guess what, you know, people listening, because I think there are a lot of people that are like, we like those, those truths and, but we don't, we're not going to read those passages because I don't want to be convicted. (laughs) Right. So as long as I don't read it, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like what, what kind of help can you give people or what, how are people supposed to walk through that? You know, like, yeah, I am. I don't like that. I don't like that truth. I don't want to, I don't want to be a doer of that one. I want to make up my own rule. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's God's word. So I think it depends on your 
um, your understanding of who God is. Either God's God or your God, right? I mean, it's one of the two. So if God is God, like like some of us say that he is, then he has a right to tell us what to do and how to do it. And we believe that. But if God's not God, then you can take or leave what he says. Now, most people that would be listening to this podcast would probably verbally assent to the fact that, yeah, God is sovereign and he's got the authority to tell me what to do. And so he's given us his word and I believe that it's his word and so I'm going to obey his word. But at times we come to parts of his word and we don't like them. Now, we might not ever say that, right? Because it sounds very like, you know, I'm taking a razor blade to part of the Bible and taking it out. We don't want to admit that we do that. But in our practical responses, we, we do that. And to me, it's more in my heart and head response. That's where it starts. So like the love your enemies thing, right? Yeah, I, I've got people that I don't like, and I don't, I don't want that part of the Bible to be in the Bible. You know, my sinful flesh doesn't yeah. want that. Because now, if I believe that it's God's word and it has the authority to change my life and to direct my life, then I have to abide by that. But I don't want to. Okay, yeah. well, you do or you don't, right? Or avoid sexual immorality. Yikes, what's on my TV? What's on my phone? What's on my what's in my thought life that nobody else knows about? Well, either it's God's word or it's not. Either it has the right and responsibility and authority to tell me how to live my life, or it doesn't. And it's either an all or nothing, I think. So is it God's word, and does it have the authority? Yes, then... I say yes to the uncomfortable truth. Now, look, some things are hard to interpret and hard to understand in our culture or in individual lives and stuff, and so we get all that. That's why we need to do good Bible study. It's not just all jump off the page, this is how you apply it, but we have to approach it with the with the default that if God's Word tells me to do something that I don't like, the problem isn't with God's Word, it's with me because I don't like it. Yep. That's a very, I, I know that's very cut and dry, and I don't mean to sound harsh or mean or whatever, but either you obey God's word or you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even that that part of slow to anger, you had talked about, like, long-term, passive-aggressive, right. numb over time, yep. hard-hearted, cold, sharp, bitterness. Like, that was, that was challenging, like, that was convicting to me too. Right. Cause like I, I, I've been challenged in the last several years about like, I'm not a, I'm not a, an exploding angry person. Like I'm not going to blow my top and like just mm-hmm. start screaming and yelling. Mm-hmm. That's not who I am. But like God convicted me says you have quiet anger. Yeah. You have quiet anger. That's a good word for it. It's, it's inward. You mull it over in your head. You have self-righteousness. It's I'm better than you. How dare you do that? You know, and like you hold yeah. that over somebody or something or something that God is um, challenging, challenging you with, you know, or like I think people I think people can go down that road with, well, God, you're not answering my prayers or where are you, God? Like, why are you giving me this right now? Like, this is not this is not what I signed up for mm. or this is not what I, I thought you were supposed to bless me. And now I'm going to now I'm. I'm upset and it's causing bitterness and I'm not dealing with it. And it's just, and and now that's affecting my time in the Lord with the Lord. Yeah. Because now it's all consuming. Yeah. Like this loving God, how, why do I want to spend time with you? You haven't given me anything that I want or whatever, like a genie in a bottle kind of thing. So the reason I think I relate to these five practices in this passage is because they, um, 
they show up in our human to human relationships so clearly, right? The, I, I don't listen. I talk a lot. I, I react quickly. You know, I don't confess in that sort of stuff. So because I am, because I can see it easily in my human relationships, it makes it a great illustration for my relationship with the Lord. So people will say, well, I'm not an angry person. Well, what they mean there is that I don't explode or, you know, it's the, my wife Meredith calls it the Midwest stuffers. We, we stuff everything inside, right? East coast or whatever that is, is like, you know, they just explode and vomit and volcanic and nuclear bombs. (laughs) And listen, you know, they're angry, right? Because they just, it's all over the place. Well, the other side of anger isn't better. Yeah. It's not, not sin. It's just a different way. And I'm more that way. I'm more the long-term resentment. I'm more the, the, the bitterness. I'm more the cold shoulder. I'm in my human relationships. And so here I am in my relationship with God. Like, hey, Lord, I didn't appreciate how that went in my life. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to control that the next time because you didn't do it the way I wanted you to. Or I'm going to constantly remember how I was hurt in that situation, quote-unquote, by God. And so I'm not going to give him the same um, level of worship or glory that I did before because, well, he hurt me before. You know, whatever. It's that cold shoulder to the Lord. And and I think there's been people that have been confronted by God's word or by God's people one time, a long time ago, and they've written it off. And they're still here. I mean, outwardly, they open their Bible, they sing, they raise their hand, they show up, they go to whatever, maybe. Hmm. But there's an inward turmoil that's just seething underneath that. And and at the heart of it is this anger that's made them numb and spiritually bitter and I think even sharp at times. So both of those types of anger are not great. And maybe maybe people land in one camp more than the other. So that's really good. I think the to finish this off, verse 22, this was the last you were that was the last verse, right? Twenty one. Actually, I'm preaching again in You're a couple doing... weeks, starting in verse twenty two. Okay. So yeah. it's the be, you know, don't just be hearers, but be doers as well. Yeah, and well, I don't know if we'll be on a podcast again, but that will be. I would really love that, <laughs> Abe. Would you do me the honor of being a podcast? I'll see. I'll host? check my I'll okay. check my calendar and see if I'm available. Hey, just pause. Be slow to speak. Yeah, that's right. And Let me res- pray about it. Respond later. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even take a breath or pray or anything. Oh, man. Okay, so the verse is verse 22. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, we can we can wait on that because I was just, you know, as we look at all of this stuff, it, it, it's very easy to, um, I think sometimes we make it too difficult. Uh, some of the, some of this stuff, like it, you know, we, we keep asking these questions of like, why am I not hearing from the Lord? And like, why does it seem so dry? And what, you know, like, I'm just thinking of how do we encourage people who are listening, who might be in that situation that are, they're saying that they're there right now. Yeah. I haven't read my Bible in weeks. I don't want to. I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm, I don't want to hear truth. I don't want to listen to truth. I don't want to be in community group. I don't want to come to church. What do we say to those people that are there right now that are in that situation listening? Well, I think the first thing to say is they need to say that. Like you, you actually have to admit that. You've got to say it out loud to the Lord. Let's stop pretending, right? Let, and then to somebody else. If you don't have anybody that 
you think is close enough where you could say that to, like, to be honest to them, then come in and talk to one of our counselors or one of our staff or something. Like, we're here for you in that way. But yeah. it it starts with admitting that. It starts with knowing that there's a problem. Um, and if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit may be pricking your heart. That's the conscience thing. And uh, you, you do need to respond to that. So I'll just say, before we get into the next passage a couple of weeks from now, just start by admitting it. And then the next step is telling somebody about it. Yeah, and that's part of that's that's one of the things, right? Like put away sin, confessing yeah. that, and and being real with with where you're at. And I think you know we would all say like, yeah, we want we want you to talk about it. We want you to share your struggles, whether that's with your community group or yep. a friend or somebody yep. on staff here or a counselor. Like we are here for you. We want we don't want you to keep stuffing it, like you were saying, yeah. and and think it's just going to get better. Yeah, like yeah, bring it to the light. What's 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 at the root of that? What's at the heart of that? Where you there's something going on yeah. that that is causing that reaction to. I don't want anything to do with that, and I, and I find that in my own heart, right? Like if I if I start to get that mentality, the staff is starting to bug me. I, I'm I'm starting to have this like conflict in my heart. I have to. It's really easy for me to blame something else, right? Like oh, it's this, it's the staff, it's the it's the ministry, it's my kids, it's whatever. Yeah. And and a lot of times, 100% of the time, it's my own heart. Mm-hmm. It's my own struggle. Yep. It's my own stuff going on in my own life that I have to deal with, that I have to confess before the Lord. And But it's, it's just easier to blame other people. So uh, before we leave this, I think it's important to say that it— th- the passage says, be slow to anger, right? It doesn't say, don't you dare get angry. Mm. I think there is appropriate anger. We see God has wrath, yeah. right? Yep. Jesus was angry. So yep. I don't want people to walk away from the message or from this podcast or from reading the Bible thinking, well, it's never okay to get angry. It absolutely is okay. But there's righteous anger. I'm angry at sin in someone else's life or sin in my own life primarily. And then there's this human anger, and and James says that doesn't lead to anything good, right? Yeah. So you just mentioned it. I, there's something that's being taken away from me that I'm holding on to that makes me angry because it's being taken away. Well, that's an idol. That's something yeah. yep. that's not the kind of righteous anger that we're talking about here. But there is good and bad anger, if you can even say it like that. Mm. So the Bible doesn't say don't ever be angry, yep. but be angry for the right reasons. And that's a really good question. Why am I angry? Am I angry because there was sin and God's glory has been tarnished? Or am I angry because something has been taken away from me that I was that I thought I had a right to own? Mm. Yeah, in my life, like I've asked that question dozens of times in the last just in the last couple of weeks, right? Because this is very fresh for me. Yeah. When I get when I get angry, frustrated, irritable, annoyed, whatever, and I've even said these words to my wife, I'm like, I am annoyed with everything right now. She's like, well, like, what does that mean? I'm like, everything. How's your heart? You know, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll say, how's your heart? And I'm like, I'm angry. You know, well, what are you angry at? I'm angry at everybody. Well, I'm angry because what I want isn't happening or because yeah. something that I thought was mine, I found out wasn't mine or, or whatever, right? And I'm holding something close to my heart that should never have that place in my life. Now, if I'm angry because people are sinful and and I'm seeing sin in my own heart, that's righteous anger. We need to be more angry with stuff like that mm. and less angry with things that I don't deserve that are being taken from me. Yeah. That's just human anger. That's no good. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little bit of an aside, but I didn't I didn't want people to walk away thinking, well, Jason's just a pacifist. He says, don't ever get angry. 
That's not what the Word of God teaches. Just be angry at the right thing. Yep. Really appreciate uh, your thoughts on this. Looking forward to um, two weeks. So yeah, we got our missions conference yeah. coming up this next it's week. Gonna be great this Luke weekend. There. Yep. The whole missions weekend, yep. missionary Christmas, all the missionary hangouts. If you're around, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's a highlight highlight yep. of the year around here. And then yeah, back in James the following week. And as of right now, it looks like you and I and going to be doing the podcast again. So would round you, two. Would you do me the honor of being the oh, podcast yeah. host? Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Check yes or no. I'll make sure I have lots of good questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> any other final thoughts jason no that's it no. i need to shut my mouth <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks so much thank you